Philthropology. Philthropology. Here we go. I think that's the intro. Today, we're going to talk about what I consider, okay, what I consider to be probably, yeah, no, I feel confident when I say this, probably one of the most damn influential movies ever created. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Okay? That movie, Psycho. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I get one minute before we really start? Yeah, sure. How are you? Um, I'm alright. That sounds like you're not good at your <laughs> No, I'm I'm alright. Uh, you know, work is work. Um, I'm actually, you know what? I will say silver lining. I get to get out of the office tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna go shoot a testimonial for the company I work for. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to meet with like one of our clients. Uh, and just get his interview, basically. So, yeah, I get That's to awesome. not be in the office for for six That's hours. Tomorrow. Whatever. Yep. Sick. Yeah, I gotta go to. I gotta drive from Charlotte to Columbia, South Carolina. How far is that? Uh, it's like it's an hour and a half, basically. Yeah. Not the yeah. worst, not the best. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. I think my coworker is driving also, so mm. that's the best. <laughs> right. Exactly. She can fill out the mileage reports and I will sit and do and nothing. real quick refresher, what company do you work for again? Like what is its purpose? Uh I'm not gonna say the name, but <laughs> No no no. You don't have to say that. But you can also edit it out. You know that, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't you edit. I try to, yes, but I want to edit as little as possible, so I try to stick to. You can all, you can also hit stop. Record. I try to stick. Yeah, that's true. I could, I guess. We're, no, we're well, I don't. I, I don't want to do that. I just want to work with like one audio file, you know. Um, I, you can. It's just two minutes. We can scrap you, it. <laughs> you don't know what kind of gold is in these two minutes, Adam. I just lived it. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. It wasn't that great. Uh, no, I work for an HOA management company. Um, yeah. Wait, what, that's, is, oh, what, what does that stand for? Uh, a homeowner's association. Associ Wait. Is that like a housing authority? Or is that different? N no. No, and I really wish people would stop confusing us with one. I just think um, because... the name sounds similar. The only reason why I think about it is because my job, I have to do a lot, like, interacting with housing authorities, so. Oh. Yeah, gotta find people's homes. Yeah, it's a job. It's cool. I get to, I so, get to. Somebody just said when you say it's, it's a job. I, I, I do, I get to do what I like to do for a living, um, which is, like, uh, marketing projects, uh. Mm -hmm. You know, I do a lot of analysis, so it's kind of like puzzle solving for me a little bit, which I enjoy. It's, you know, I, I, I analyze data and, you know, figure out uh, who, what our best demographic is, what uh, we should be doing with our ads, and that's a little bit. And then I do, like, a lot of the content creation also. Um, cool. 
Oh, or all, that's... all of them. Yeah, so it's it's not bad. I don't know if you can tell. I got dreads now. It's hard. I hard. could tell. You could. Okay. Oh yeah, the, it looks real nice, man. Well, yeah. I mean, everything looks nice. On me. When did you get that dress. done? Uh, fuck. Last week, sometime. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Right on. So yeah. You've had it for half a week. Mm. So is that so, how your week was? You got a haircut and went to work? Well, haircut slash dreaded, you know, pretty big difference. But um, Just got done working 13 days straight. Kind of wanted to die at the end. It was awesome. Um, I had a one-day weekend. Didn't do shit. I was tired. <laughs> I worked three more days. Now I'm going to North Carolina and like, 12 hours. Life is a painful journey. <laughs> Sorry, that was so dark. <laughs> Amen, brother. No. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I missed a big a big one, though. Um, we celebrated my son's first uh, yeah, that's year. A pretty, that's kind of a big one, this, I think. This past week. His, his actually, actual birthday was a few weeks ago, but... He uh, just had his birthday party, so a couple of his friends came, like his friends his age, yeah. and all my friends we all, all hung out. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, no, uh, it was super cool to have everybody get to hang out for an afternoon. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, because we're all adulty now, we're all either I'm stay-at-home parents or don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah. I'm a kid. Don't you? You've 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 hit the the three O, haven't you? Have you not? That that AJ number number buddy. Okay. <laughs> you you don't you reach that you reach that soon though. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I did. I was born yeah, in '92. That's right. Because it was last year. I remember now. That's right. Wait, no, it's this year. It's this year. We are Is in it? 2022. I was born in '92. Do the math. <laughs> yeah, it was this. It was this year. This it past was year. last. It was month. like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. It's um, all gravy. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't really have that much effect on me. It's just thirty good shit. Another year. Another year living. I don't know. I don't care. I'm still young as shit. Look good. I always had my beauty. You look, you look great, there, kid. Let me tell you, you're looking real spiffy. Yeah, always. Yeah. So. Back um, in jeans. Anyway. That's right. So you definitely have to edit some stuff out of that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to cut a little bit of that bullshit. That's okay. That no, honestly, like five. I don't know. Was it five minutes of intro? I think that's what we should have. Ten minutes. Somewhere around there, but yeah. Right. Do you want to start it off? I guess so. I mean, you're it's your deal. You today, were starting man. it off initially, which made me think you wanted to start it off. So I don't know. No, not really. I just I just figured we should get into it. You know, I oh, wanted you're to impatient. be trying to get through this episode real fast. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. 
but nah, really, I think I, I didn't know what else to do. I'm used to starting it off, I guess. I don't know why. Is it because I did it just? Me. Is it because I just did it last time? Did I do it the one before that? Do you remember? I don't. I don't, I don't remember anything. I, I don't remember. remember what happened ten minutes ago. I didn't listen to that episode. I don't listen to any of them. I do. Do you? Like passively when I'm playing video games and stuff. Well, I, I just, I edit it so much, and afterwards, I don't want to hear it again. No, that's fair, though, because you effectively yeah. do listen to it when you edit Yeah, so I do listen to it. I'm the first one to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, man. Let's fucking do it. I am interested in that, yes. Let's do that. We need to figure out the fucking intro. Right. Are we just going to say, welcome to Anthropology? See, can we do it like a sitcom theme song style? I don't understand the implication there. I mean... That sounds like production. Like... More production. Filmthropology... Yeah. That's... How long do we hold it? I'm done. <laughs> mm. That's it. That's the intro. Yeah, that sounds we awful. We did it. We did it. I would like it to be a little bit more higher budget than just doing that, you know. I want to at least put a couple thousand dollars in our intro, you know. So, probably got to work on that. It's okay. We'll, we'll let the uh, revenue from the podcast pay for it. Because it's really popular. Yeah. And everyone wants to hear it. Um, we, we have five followers. Yeah. But it's going to be more. Give it some time. It's going you know, to. Yeah. Eventually. All right. You ready to talk about a movie? I am. I am ready. Do you, you have a present movie in store for us too as well? You have I to do. Say it. Don't say it. I do. Don't say it. I wasn't going to. Excuse Should me. I? Don't. Okay. I do have one. Though. We don't have to tease them. They're already here. If they're listening. They don't have to tease they... them. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, Psycho. Don't worry about Psychos 2, yeah. 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Those movies don't exist, okay? We're talking about Psycho number one. By the way, I just found this out during my research. Did you know they made all those movies after Hitchcock died? Like, as soon as he died, there was like, all right, let's pump out some sequels to, like, you know, his, one of his Did biggest they? films. Yeah, they waited until he died to start making sequels. Is it because he, like, refused to do one, or...? Admittedly, I don't know the purpose, but I just think it's kind of scummy to start pumping out those sequels as soon as he dies. I just... Did he... Do you think they split, like, the rights? 50-50 or something? something? Yeah. Anyway. Over 60 years ago to this day, the world of film would forever be changed, Okay. Psycho is, I was just like, the, the word psycho is just such a cool word to say. I can say that all day. Psycho 
1960 psychological horror film produced and directed by the great Alfred Hitchcock. So before we before we get deep in, okay, gotta hit you. Hit you with something. You know, I feel like I always gotta hit you with it. Favorite Hitchcock film, go. I think we might have already done this. Have we done this? We may have done this already. Um, oh, who cares? It, who cares? <laughs> Do it again. I, don't, I don't remember. Um, so technically, I want to say... All right, I'm not going to say. Most people agree, I believe, according to IMDb, okay. I'm going to say, don't quote me, uh, mm, Vertigo, that, I believe. That's a is, top three for me. Top three. And contender, for sure. Uh, one, possibly one of the, possibly the best movie ever made. Mm, I don't know, that's strong, though. I don't want to say that. But it's been on, it's been on some lists as the best movie ever made. I believe it made it uh, to number one on IMDb a few years, separately. Yeah. Or no, I don't remember. But so we we don't have yeah. to get too far into this. But I'll say those lists, while cool, and I like to see my favorite movies on those lists. I kind of take them with a pinch of salt because at the end of the day, like art is super subjective. Like this is someone else. Maybe it's a maybe a. a a group of people making this list and you know but at the end of the day you know i think we uh, we all have our own list of greatest movies of all time right um so i don't know it, it is nice to be like considered like a unanimous amongst your the, the public like one of the best movies ever though for sure but um yeah speaking of which my favorite Actually, Psycho. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I want to try my hardest. I have... Uh, I really like to shit on the slasher genre as a, as a genre film. I'm just being honest here, okay? Let's be real, you know? Sometimes slashers have been kind of bad, you know? We have... There's a... There's a giant list of some dog shit slash movies, okay? That we'll still watch as guilty pleasures. Yes. Psycho was the first one. But let's be real. It, it created the slasher genre, right? And yep. um, honestly, it's done it better than most of the movies that came after it, in my opinion. Excuse me, on a lot of fronts. And it also paved the way for those movies to even fucking exist. And it... Yes. Um, so let, let, let's get into it a little bit, okay? So, at the time when it came out, it was a noticeable departure for Alfred Hitchcock, whose last film, which is a film I haven't... I don't think I've seen. North by Northwest. Have you seen that? Was that his last film? That was the, the movie before Psycho. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And it's a spy thriller in color. I saw some clips. It looks pretty cool. I'm sure I'll watch it one day. Um, And on the contrast of, like, kind of a more higher budget spy thriller in color, more lighthearted, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Psycho (laughs) was way lower budget. And I'll kind of get into the reason why that was lower budget a little bit later. Completely black and white. 
and really fucking dark. <laughs> really fucking... And a movie that really pushed limits. And I'll kind of get into that a little bit. Um, so, at the time of its release, it was extremely polarizing. Broke many barriers that had never been attempted before on film. Okay? Set okay. new standards. Well, if so, it feels so weird. But, it, at the, you know, in the 60s, it set new standards for, like, violence and sexual content in American film. And it's actually really funny, like what's viewed in Psycho that's considered like sexual content compared to like what we see now. But it was the pioneer that kind of pushed us forward. And <laughs> this fact, I don't know why this fact makes me laugh every time. Okay, so did you know that Psycho was the first movie numero uno, first movie. To show a toilet? <laughs> what the I've f- heard I've heard that before, yes. That's um, so silly. Why why did we take so long to show a fucking toilet? What's so risque about a toilet? Like, I don't know. I just thought that's hilarious. So Yeah. Usually on here we have we talk about films and it's like impact on the real world, right? Like Kind of separate from the art world, like this film had like an actual material impact outside of its realm, right? Yeah. So great examples of that would be like, you know, the decreased populations of sharks, which you can see in our Jaws episode. The attempted assassination of President Rape, which you can see in our Taxi Driver episode. Shameless plug. And lastly, the marginal increase of the Air Force, which you can see in our Top Gun episode, where we were told nothing but lies. But it's good, you know? It was fun. With this one, we're going to break apart some of the, what I consider, more important elements of the film that has kind of went downstream and, like, uh, influence like I guess the filmmakers slash score composers slash actors after and there's one thing well actually no spoilers we'll, we'll, we'll get to it there's a lot okay and okay. Um, yeah and we're, we're just going to talk about the movie in itself its elements and how it influenced the film industry Rather than like you know something more, um, like <laughs> Psycho didn't create like well, might have it didn't create a bunch of serial killers and all that stuff. Like we're not doing anything. We're just talking purely about the film on a technical aspect and what elements of those kind of still live on to this day, right? Ah, so fun. Okay. So, kind of going into what I was saying prior, Psycho really challenged, like, the really strict censorship of the, like, 1950s and 40s. And Mm -hmm. the main reason for that, it's actually kind of funny. Hitchcock wasn't able to get initial funding for his film. Because studios, (laughs) studios read the script and was like, 
Uh, no thanks. Don't want that controversy. You're trying to show a woman in her underwear? No thanks. <laughs> a toilet? Absolutely not. You're going to do a murder on the screen? No thanks. That was what the studio said. So Hitchcock was like, hey, yo, fuck all you. I got, I'm a big baller. I'm going to drop one milli on this film. It was, it wasn't quite one mil, but it was like, it's close enough that like, it's almost a million. I I forgot the exact total, but that one million was like 60% of the whole film budget. So that movie yeah. was like less than two million dollars to make. Mm-hmm. That- yeah. Wow. Granted, still, you know, nineteen sixties, but like that, you know, that's still really cheap. There, um, there's like even, there's like three locations. Yeah, and when you compare it to his other films and his other budget, it's like super micro. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Really though. Micro, yeah. Like uh, literally, it's whatever place they're in the beginning, her apartment, the motel, the house. <laughs> that's it. So. Because he funded most of the money for the film, he didn't have the restrictions of the studios. And Hitchcock kind of used that as an opportunity to go as far as he wanted, you know, to over-the-top violence, as I said, um, the main actress, well, Mm. the main actress in her underwear. Oh, my God, crazy. And obviously, the infamous toilet scene. Who oh, does Scandalous. <laughs> Scandalous. Shameful. So, this is kind of so going to go into like the first real element. I don't know. I'll say, yeah, element is the scene. This Well, not the scene. The shower scene. Okay. Probably, no, is absolutely the most famous scene in the movie, right? By the way, hold up. Have yeah, you seen sure. Psycho, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, no, you're you're right. Probably. Oh, I mean, no, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's absolutely the, it, the most iconic scene possibly <laughs> yo, ever. I swear to God, that scene has been... Like recreate it in one way or another, it actually thirty two million five hundred seventy two thousand three hundred and seventy two films. That's a real number. I did not make that up. Say that number again one more time, please. Yeah, I just said it. Yeah, yeah. You just roll back the tape. If you're listening, just roll back the tape. That's the number. That's how many times it's been recreated. I swear to God, every fucking horror movie has some stupid ass shower scene that takes like elements from Psycho. I feel like I feel like I know he's dead, but I feel like Hitchcock's family should be getting royalties every time someone does a shower scene that's similar to it. I don't know. It's crazy. Probably. So let's let's break it down. Why why was that scene? so special do you you got any idea why you think it might be special um because that scene in particular because like you said is that why because 
not none of that had been done before, so people got pissed. And you know, a political yeah. or like a, a cultural clash occurred over it. Yeah, I, I definitely part of it that I'll kind of okay. go over a little bit. But my first point for why I think this is so effective is because it fucking and it kind of goes into a, a, a more later point. But from the audience perspective, it's like <laughs> it's the death of the main character. A third of the way into the movie. Also, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Psycho, please get the fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The main character, just fucking kaput, dead, yeah, out of like, here. What? Yeah, like 20 minutes in? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, a, is not, it, is it like, like half an hour? following her. Yeah, somewhere around there. And like, it's like, yeah, it's a very jarring experience when, because like, I think the movie does a really good job of kind of setting the character up to be the main character and then like uh, pulling the rug out from under the audience and like, yeah. ah, JK, get fucked. Like, you don't know what's going on. And it kind of creates a sense of like, the word I want to use is chaos, right? Because it's like, when you're watching the film, you you know, you kind of see the main character and you're like, all right, this character is going to probably make it towards the end of the film. Don't know if they're going to live to the end, but they're definitely going to be at the end of the film, right? Yeah. And then dead. And it, by doing that, it also sets something else up, but we'll talk about that later. Another element um, that makes it stand out just but it, and it's kind of what you're talking about. It's the sheer violence of it. It's the, one of the most violent scenes that's ever came out at that time. And honestly, I don't know if you've seen it recently. It's still, like, pretty violent, even to today's standards, I would say. Like, it's kind of brutal. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about being stabbed that just makes me so uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... It's, now, so like that's kinda, probably what? yeah I mean yeah the, probably the most graphic death of the time right would you say yeah yeah and now we're gonna oh no it absolutely was at the time yeah yeah absolutely. okay um and now we're gonna get into like kind of a little a little bit more of a technical aspect that was used in in the editing room that I think yeah. really ramps up the scene so. What it used was something called quick cutting. Well, actually, there's two things before I go into what quick cutting is. It's not only the two elements that were used, quick cutting and the use of the first-person perspective, are, I think, two elements that really elevates the scene. So quick cutting is an editing technique which refers to several consecutive shots of a brief duration, right? In the shower scene, there are 90 cuts in the span of 45 seconds. Of the cuts, the knife is only visible touching flesh for two of those seconds. And yet, 
So what we're doing, while we're not really showing the actual like murder, we are yeah. using quick cuts to uh, show what's happening and let the audience brain kind of fill out the rest, right? And honestly, I find horror movies, <laughs> horror movies that forces my brain to kind of fill in the gaps generally creates the most dread because my brain knows its fears more than anything else. I don't know. It's uh, What's a good example? Paranormal Activity, I think, was a great did a great job of doing that. Right. Of like not really showing anything, let your brains fill in the gaps. And yeah, when you, when you, I don't know, it, I'm sure there are. It's a like there's like a maybe a scientific way to explain what the brain's doing there. But whenever my brain is forced to fill in the gaps, for some reason, my brain in a horror movie, my brain always thinks like the worst possible things, and it actually. Uh, accelerates my feeling of dread so um yeah and also i think with the like large number of cuts in such a small frame of time what you're doing is establishing a sense of chaos which is perfect for fucking murder scene and these are elements that while was totally you know i'm not saying he invented any of these but by doing it in such a big platform and it getting a uh, critical acclaim, like, uh, you know, quick cutting kind of scene through in various ways, not just horror movies, action movies, but like having, I guess, being a part of such an iconic scene kind of paved the way to have like more of this editing technique using films decades after, you know? Yeah. And that brings us to the first person perspective. So at the time, most of Hitchcock's peers, other directors, utilized a third person positioning of the camera where it just mm. stands as a detached, neutral observer, right? And I mean, honestly, that's how most films operate generally. Um... The use of the first-person perspective, which restricts what the audience sees to the viewpoint of a single character, and in this case, it's the fucking killer slowly stalking its victim, is really fucking chilling. <laughs> like, I, I like rewatch the scene. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a bitch, but it makes me so nervous, even though I know it's about to happen. And I think seeing it from that perspective and i also think it's so important especially for the big plot twist at the end that we we don't actually see the killer right and we just see it from that perspective and also <laughs> well that's another point but i really think because it's it's such a at the time a very fresh like look at, um, I guess at filming, right? Because we're just so, at the time, they're just so used to just a third person view where you could see all the characters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was really ambitious. Because from what I understand, 
first person was used sparingly up until that point, but not in such an effective manner. And obviously, in the films today, we get a shit ton of first person perspective. We have whole films made in first person. Like, so I, I would attribute Psycho um, a good amount to that, honestly. Another thing uh, that's worth highlighting, because obviously, right, we, we can't not address it. The fucking music slaps, okay? Mm. That score True. is actually super duper iconic. Also would influence other scores such as Jaws, right, in terms of creating a sense of dread. You know, when that music came on, you knew someone's fucking dying, right? <laughs> it's just... Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> that's I, I love how... It's kind of actually insane you bring up Jaws because it literally has the same exact effect that mm -hmm. the Jaws music has on you, which is... I don't know. I, I could get simple. into a rant about... It's simple. Film, yeah, music matters. Size. Soundtrack it's, matters. Uh, it has a con you know a motif that is uh, consistent throughout the film. Um, man, I wish we had more scores that were that impactful. Right. Do you know who did the score? Yeah. Shout outs to my man Bernard Herman. I never heard of you until I did research. But you did good work, okay? Bernard Herman. Okay, what else has he done? May I ask? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. That's why we got Google up in this bitch. Okay, not gonna lie. He looks kind of like a dweeb. But that's okay. He made good music. <laughs> okay, heard. Okay, let's look at your film school. Whoa! Okay! Okay, what do we got? my man! He did Citizen Kane! No big deal! What? He did Citizen Wait, 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 wait. What's his name? Bernard Herman. Bernard Herman. Yes! We talked about this guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah th that's that. right. <laughs> he also. The last film he did soundtrack for was Taxi Driver. Oh, shit! No, 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 no. That's what it said. That's what I... This says... Well, I don't know. Okay. Technically, Why? Yes. What's it? Technically, what's yes. It, what's it say? In 1978, he's credited for another one called It Lives Again, but its original themes from It's Alive, which is a movie that came out before Taxi Driver. So it's work. Okay. It's work that uh, he did like four years prior that was released. But Taxi Driver okay. was his final film score. Gotcha. Um, okay. He also did North by Northwest, which is a film we just talked about earlier. This dude's the man. Yeah, this guy. Vertigo. Oh. Vertigo he did Vertigo? Probably, yeah, Vertigo is probably my second favorite Hitchcock film. It looks like he did quite a few films with Hitchcock. But yeah, holy crap. And Orson Welles. Jesus Christ. Okay, so yeah, guy was pretty good at his job. Okay, I admittedly, you know, didn't know about him until doing the research, but now I know this guy was—he knows how to make the scores, and he—I think 
easily influence a lot of people after him. Right. You hear, you can, I mean, you can definitely kind of give the sense of uh, him probably in, from John Williams, right? Wait, say that again? I mean, you could probably pick up a trace of him in John Williams, right? Yeah, probably. yeah, I think so. And same thing, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. you just, it's, those, are those just the three soundtrack artists that have ruled Hollywood for the past century almost? Like. Kinda. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Bit. That's what it feels like. I'm sure there's other people, you know. I'm sure you there know are, but... composers are doing great stuff. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Keep it up. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> you, you'll get there. <laughs> Yo, see, what if, like, some composer was listening to this and this was actually, like, a genre he enjoyed, and now we've turned him off. But, see, the thing is, he's sitting there laughing at us, saying, okay, little podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> we're not little. Well, we're a big podcast. Keep trying. One day. <laughs> you'll make it. <laughs> So, so yes. Yeah, I think those are the elements that really. Mm. Yeah, I think so, really elevated the shower scene. So and and uh, you mentioned uh, the graphic nature of it and how uh, uh, I think it was the rating board reacted to it. The what was that? What it was that? What it was? So I I I can't verify this, but. Uh, the, it, it actually changed like standards and uh, oh. for film at the time, did it not? Maybe. <laughs> I didn't so, research that. <laughs> well, I watched. I, I didn't research it really either, but I watched the Hitchcock biography. Uh, gosh, I don't remember the name of it. Um, it's it was about like him, his experience, and like his relationship with his wife during the making of Psycho. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson plays Janet Lee. Uh, and, um, yeah. Yeah, apparently the movie came out and the infamous shower scene didn't fly, right? So they're like, I think they were going to slap a... I can't remember if it was like an R rating or like one higher. Basically, they were going to give it a higher it's rating than Hitch... Yeah. Yeah, Hitch. I don't know what the highest was at the time, but like, Hitchcock was like, no, 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 and laid out every single cut on a poster board and was like, if you'll notice, uh, there is no no nudity of any kind because they wanted to give it. I think it was like they wanted to give an X rating for the nudity, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, yeah, that's bullshit. There's no nudity, <laughs> and fuck. fucking laid it out. <laughs> so it kind of, I don't know, in a way, I guess it really set a new standard with uh the committee that rated films i don't even i don't know what you would call that group i should know that right <laughs> yeah that's fine I feel like we should know that hold up <laughs> google to the rescue yo google stay winning okay 
the motion picture associate association excuse mm-hmm. me yeah that was the group i believe i don't worry about that too much because i'm an adult now so i can do whatever the i won't it's true Although... anyway <laughs> see why does this episode echo taxi driver so much right the too many too many you know parallels well like uh cross crossing paths you know what i mean yeah same same composer and then like same situation with the rating right Mm -hmm. because it was going to get in c17 then it was r rated so yeah both had robert de niro on it right that's right (laughs) okay i can't say that big news i don't that's not real (laughs) i think harvey Keitel was in both of them also somewhere if so, you look closely. Finally, I think the last example or the last element of the film that I really want to highlight that I think kind of gets is it, not really talked about as much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real with you. And this is part a big part of the reason I love the movie. I dig the writing. I yeah. think the writing is very well done. Yeah, and um, I you, and to give a little bit of context for me and my preferences, I really dig like writing that purposefully plays around with the audience's like expectations. Um, and boy, does this movie fuck with audiences' expectations. Because we're thrown in, Marion Crane, mm-hmm. really hot lady, out here, uh, and we put her in a situation to start the movie in a little bit of a moral conundrum, and like I think that's important because it gives the audience time to connect with the character, right? And like, right when, right when. They are like comfortable, like, all right, we're here for the long run with this character. We're going to go through whatever the psycho thing is. We're going to get through this together. Fucking dead. And I thought, I just think, right. so I think that's really awesome. But I think what's done next is actually even better because I really like how while we're still with Marin, we meet Norman, right? And he's portrayed in such a way that, like, the audience can't help but feel for him, right? And once she, uh, the, the main character, dies, and we are immediately put in his perspective, kind of cleaning up the mess, it's pretty clear the signal the movie is trying to establish, right? That the mom killed her and he's just he's just trying to appease his mom right and so even though he's a part of what seems to be a really messed up thing ah you know this poor guy oh i can't help but feel for this guy right and i think that's a perfect setup for again what i think is probably one of the biggest twists in movie history okay 
when you realize, oh, he's actually crazy. <laughs> and he actually murdered his mom and mummified her and put her in the fucking basement. Oh my God. I remember I, I'm one of the lucky few, uh, I guess in my age group, to have watched a movie without any spoilers. So that was legitimately like a what the fuck moment. Like, I can't think of too many times I was I've watched a film mm-hmm. where I was just so shook, like by, <laughs> by a big reveal. Because it didn't. I don't know. It it's obvious now because hindsight's twenty twenty. But like when I when I first watched, it, I fucking had no idea. <laughs> just, I was so sure. I I don't know. I expected to be a more straightforward movie. It's like all right, whoever this mom is killing people. Maybe the son will like. I, my thought was like, all right, the son will intervene at the like. She's gonna try and kill someone, and the son's gonna have a change of heart. Cause I, I felt for the son. I was a sucker, okay. And it's like this Norman guy. He's he's just a good boy. He just had a bad mom. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, oh. I just oh man, I really think it's one of the best twists ever, ever. In well, right. And that's, I mean, you're right. Like, that's honestly, I think the one, like, the big reason that movie stands out, honestly. More so than what it changed about society and about film standards in America. It just fucking rewrote the script on storytelling. Yeah. Left turns. Oh, left turns are what it's all about. Tarantino, Coens, ooh, that kind of shit I fucking love. Um... Yeah, that's uh, that. Like, had anyone done that really before? No, no, no. Yeah, and honestly, it's something that's not really done a lot. I kind of did a little bit of research and tried to see some films that um, did something similar. And with that said, I guess spoiler alert on these films, even though they're old. But I kind of feel bad putting this out there because I really want people to see these films. But I also want to illustrate like. I do think it's had an impact in the film industry, and I think uh, there are movies not even necessarily within the horror genre that kind of took from that type of writing. And Mm -hmm. the first one, kind of a more obvious, more directly linked, Scream. Yeah. Um, The second one, not really linked to the genre, The Place Beyond the Pines. Have you watched this film? Yes, I do agree with that Holy donut shop, right? Mm-hmm. And then the third film I wanted to add, kind of for the lulls, but also, I think fits, The Lion King. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Well, I guess not, so. Oh, well. It's, yeah, so, right? It's kind of it's kind of iffy. I'll admit, I was like, I don't know if I should add this on the list, but I was like, fuck it. Let's throw it in the fucking list. <laughs> Probably not directly yeah. connected yeah. to Psycho, admittedly. So yeah. I'll admit that was a that was a hell mary on my part, but I really wanted three films. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like, and that's the thing. Like, you're right uh, to to that degree. I I don't think we've ever seen it. You know what I mean? Like, in done in storytelling, uh, with the you know those movies are prime examples, and I'm sure there are others, but. 
Oh, what I just we, thought of a we, really good one. Yeah. That's it's not not the exact same thing, but kind of um playing around with expectations, I think, in a really unique way. Yeah. Knives out. Have you seen that film? I have. You're not wrong. I like it. I I don't Love it. It it, it Well like I mean, yeah. It it was it was it was a good twist, I think. Um, when good twists are hard to find these days, yeah. so I, yeah, I appreciated that. That uh, was a solid, fun movie. I enjoyed it. It was. I did like that movie because, like, they really. Yeah. He's cap. Let's be. He's real. cap. Oh, what's up? Huh? Oh, I don't want to. I I was about to spoil it, but no, I don't you, want to. No, 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 that's fine. Don't spoil it. I was just gonna say. Um, but yeah, like they really they fuck honestly casting. Was really good in that movie. Yeah, you know they're doing it. Knives Out too. I'm unaware about that. Yeah. Uh yeah, I heard about that. I don't know. I don't I know understand. what's out. I don't know. I don't know when it comes out. Is that your future movie? Did I crack the code before no. we get to it? Yeah. Mine's. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's it's a good one. Although I'll admit the segment will be short because I don't know a lot about the movie for my future movie. But oh, okay. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Fair enough. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I guess to kind of wrap it up, when it comes like Psycho, kind of set the bar in terms of violence, sexual content, right? But yeah, and I, I feel like um, yeah, what was it? You seemed unsure. Well, because technically, it wasn't sexual content, was it? Well, it's considered sexual content. Yeah, literally so. naked. Well, I can't even say naked body. Woman in underwear was so risque yeah. for the time. That's so true, and that's like it, the it opening. Was, so. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, that that was at the time pushing the envelope. I mean, obviously, like we can't think about it with our minds sixty years that's later more, because obviously sexual content so is just like you know we'll show a whole new body today, right? And I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but obviously in yeah. comparison, Psycho feels like nothing. But Psycho. Yeah was the one to kind of push us in that direction. I mean, can you believe they showed a fucking toilet? What the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, These people are insane. <laughs> but obviously, the violence, it, it's obviously a higher level of violence being displayed than the second concert, 100%. But in both regards, it kind of helped push that forward for film in terms of just what's acceptable. And uh, because obviously audiences loved it, and <laughs> we got a lot more of it. AKA the slasher film, like literally the slasher film genre is nothing but naked bodies and people being cut up. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. That's yeah, literally, yeah, kind of the slasher genre in a nutshell at times. Um, that's the rule. That's the rule for a slasher film. It has to be some form of bladed object. Would you yep. agree? Um, man, I feel like. The epitome of like what I consider to be like the worst slasher movie is like what was it? Fucking uh, Jason in space, whatever the fuck that movie was. I thought that uh-huh. movie was so fucking. <laughs> Just <laughs> it's like the reason why I don't like slasher films. There are good ones. I'm uh, not saying there's not good ones. Jason I... X. Yes. Oh god. That was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that movie was so bad. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, that was terrible. But yeah, so on that front, and then you, I feel like it's 
clear, but I feel like when people talk about Psycho, they don't talk about the score as much as I feel like they should. So I think that score is exceptionally iconic and really helped to influence even, like, I'm, I'm, I feel super confident that that um, influenced Jaws to some extent. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The ability to, I just, slight aside, I just really love, I'm a big, I love music. I love music's ability to kind of tap into human emotion. And I, I really feel like Psycho does a good job of fucking tapping into dread. And like, <laughs> man, I don't know. Every time I hear it, it's like, oh, someone's dying. <laughs> Even at a concert, it's like, yep, my brain is just accepted. Someone's about to die. Because it's just such a good damn... Such a good damn... Yeah, kind of. I don't know how... It's the... mm, I like it. And and honestly, shout out to Herman. My boy Bernard. He... I mean, (laughs) like... Like, the violins, you know? Like... like, Yeah! I really... Wow. Yeah. You know what? This is a parallel to Jaws. Yeah. Do you remember in the Jaws episode when we said, "Name more two more iconic notes." Yeah. Chin, 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 chin. That's yeah. probably more iconic, unfortunately. I still think Jaws is my favorite score, but I don't think we get Jaws in its same form without Psycho. If I'm being straight, straight up. It's very true. But yeah, and then lastly, like, the writing. Um, I think, oh, granted, compared to the other things, I've had a lesser impact on film history, but still, I think, a, it's reverberations have been felt still to this day, I think. Okay. But yeah, Psycho. I feel like <laughs> what I really wanted to do, but I knew it wasn't a good idea. But like because it wasn't a good idea, I wanted to do it. Was to uh, open up the psycho, the psycho portion, with um, "System of a Down" song "Psycho." But number one, I don't think everyone knows "System of a Down." And number two, if they know "System of a Down," they probably don't know the song. It's not a given that they would know the song "Psycho." So it felt like a mess on two fronts. But for that exact reason, I wanted to make it the opener. <laughs> have you heard that song before? No, I don't think I have. Damn it. <laughs> it's not a... It's, well, I think it's a good song. But are you familiar with uh, System of Down yet? Uh, yes. Whoa. Hold on. You yes. thought about that? Oh, no. No, I, you do I am. I am. No, I, I am. I am familiar with them. I can't remember. I haven't listened to them in so long. I'm not going to lie. It's been over 10 years since I've listened to them. It's probably been like 15. I used to I used to listen to them when I was like really young. Like 11 or 12. I ain't going to lie. They're like, they're like a top five fans. I listen to them. That's fair. That's okay. Um, no, no, and you know, I'm not judging. I just, you know. I just, but because yeah. that I understand that not everyone listens to System of a Down like that, like I do. Is the exact reason why I wanted to make it the 
kind of the intro. But whatever. That's a bad idea, but it's kind of a good idea because it's a bad idea, but whatever. We're not going to get into that too much. So, yeah. Psycho. Any closing thoughts before we tie this bow up? Uh, no. Only that, uh, I'm going to untie that bow because my movie has so many stupid fucking stinking parallels to Psycho. <laughs> is it a slasher uh, film? It is. I recently saw Halloween Ends. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I before you say anything, I have not seen yeah. it. But I <laughs> I have heard I'll let you know bad right now. Reviews. <laughs> Correct. Oh no. <laughs> Many would argue that it is not, in fact, a slasher film. Um, I'll say that. I've seen that said a few is times. Um, would Okay, let's start off with a pretty direct first question. Yes. Would you recommend it? Yeah, if you're a fan of the franchise. Okay, I knew there was going to be a caveat. Would you recommend it to anyone? No. No, I wouldn't recommend any movie to anyone. That's so unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I, I recommend movies based on people's personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's fair. But yeah. I do think there are some movies you can recommend. Because, see, to me, that's the great thing about music or uh, any other form of art, filmmaking... You, you don't have. I don't think anyone really has a favorite song that they can claim is their favorite song. I do. I mean, some some people might, but like I don't know. I feel like that's something that's got to change over time. Yeah, it does. But I have a current. Yeah. Fair enough. I I think people just have a collection of favorite songs, and maybe they favor one above all the others. But um, I can say mine right off the bat: "Silent Flight," "Parliament," "Between the Barrier and Me," "Parallax," to. Let's go. Okay. Anyway, let's get out of that. Um, well, not, wait. I'm hold on. I wanted to say something about the favorite thing. I think but I forgot. But yeah, I, I I'm just saying. I think the. I'm sorry. I didn't. I interrupted you. I lot. I made you lose your train of thought. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Uh yeah, but no. I I don't. Th- I don't. I don't have a favorite movie either. But like. I. I have. I can't say favorite. I have like a collection of five that I would think would fit in that. Yeah, same. I can narrow it down to a top five maybe, but... Right now, yeah. currently, everything, everywhere, all at once, let's go. That's top dollar, cuz... That's probably fair. Um, also, Birdman. Birdman would be in my top five, I'm be real. Ooh. Birdman is good. I was uh, I was fucking obsessed with Birdman when it came out, man. That I love shit that was movie. so. It was good. Much. Yeah. Um, um, so we don't have to map out a top five. Let's talk about Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about Halloween. All right, all right. So if you're a fan of the franchise, watch it. If you've seen a few of the movies and you're curious oh. and you like horror movies, watch it. And then anyone else. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, dang. Okay, I feel like I know the uh, answer so, to this. Uh, Jess saw a trailer for the movie. 
mm-hmm. and really wanted to watch all of the Halloweens so she could watch that movie. <laughs> what, what, what would you recommend? I would. I well, well. Let me tell you, Adam. I do that every Halloween, every October. Um, I am doing it right now. I literally have like three left. I think I'm on Halloween five. Mm-hmm. I've already watched the Rob Zombie ones. Um, I watched the first and second one a few times, and uh, um, yeah, um, I think I have Halloween six. The what is it? The Return of Michael Myers, uh, with Paul Rudd as the star. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, Paul Rudd plays Tommy Doyle all grown up, and he's come back for revenge. Um, Batman. I do Ant-Man. think he was a good Ant-Man. I liked him as Ant-Man. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought those movies were going to be dog shit, and I was... I also surprised. thought that pleasantly surprised. Nah, he and uh, Michael Douglas really carried that shit. Oh, hold up, Michael Pena. You mean Michael Pena? Is that who it was? No, it, Michael Douglas was in the film, but Michael Pena. Hold on, I can't fuck. My... I don't want to fuck up his name. I hope that's his name. Yeah, it is Michael Pena. Uh, Michael Pena plays the friend that talks, like, gives those stories. Oh, okay. I thought Damn. he was really good on a comedic level for the Ant-Man. He, he wasn't a big character, but every time he was on screen, I remember dying laughing. What? No, I'm... No, Michael Michael Douglas played... See, you're uh... not listening. You're not listening to the words I'm saying. I said both <laughs> Michael Pena and Michael Douglas were in the film. I see. I'm saying right. they, Michael they both Pena... Were played more of a side comedic relief that I think really uh, made the movie super light and was really funny. And yes, while his role correct. was smaller, I think he was a big part in why I enjoyed the movie. So yeah, Michael Douglas killed it. He looked young. Okay. He did his thing. But for me, it was Paul Rudd and Michael Payne that like made Ant-Man not saying Michael Douglas didn't do anything. Different characters resonate with different people. But that was that's my take. By the way, this is about Halloween. We should talk about that. <laughs> it is. Okay, fair enough. So, yes, uh, I gotta watch that one. And then I gotta watch the one with Tyra Banks and Busta Rhymes. Oh, also, I gotta watch H20. I, I, I forgot about that one somehow, which is oh, also shit. another good one. So, yeah, yeah I got... So many Halloween films. Yeah, there are many. I think there are... I don't know if you want to count the third one, because again, we've talked about that before. It does not include Michael Myers, Haddonfield, or anything from that story. Um, it's so strange. Yeah, it is really weird. Um, so that's... Jesus Christ, i got to count. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Fourteen? I want to say. I don't know if I'll ever watch all these fucking movies. Jesus Christ. Probably not, man. Probably <laughs> not. It's it's uh. It's rough. Let me tell you. 
feel like it's something. Let me tell you. Point I'll get there. Each one, each one is worse than the last. Wait for real? Yes. Wait. In you, you were you feel like you just said a collection of words that made it almost impossible (laughs) for me to want to get through it now. So like. Uh, I will say it picks, so like, honestly, it's a spectrum. First one, great. Second one, eh. Third one, not relevant. Fourth and fifth and sixth one, <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> Seventh. Um, I liked the first one. Uh, I thought the first one has its place as a remake. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Halloween for a new generation. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, it's it's basically an exact remake, more or less. Oh, okay. Um, it's 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 a much more brutal remake. Well, and I think that's kind of what uh, Rob Zombie was going for, trying to update that for a modern age, where really he would be, you know, he's not the shape. He is Michael Myers. He's a person, has a backstory, and you know, very uh, steeped in r- brutal realism. Uh, you know, that's kind of like this uh, theater of the discomfort or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super fucking dark, that movie. Super dark. Way darker than the first one, for sure. Um, but that's literally the only difference. And, and they're only... And not in any way that matters... I mean, it's it's for a much different audience, but basically, he said, "What if Halloween was a Rob Zombie movie?" So, right on, good for him. I mean, but he killed it, yeah, yeah. In that aspect, I yeah. think he accomplished that goal. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it really does set. Uh, it's it it is a Rob Zombie film very much. All right, let's let's talk about the so. film you brought up. Okay, we've been talking about the yes. Franchise. All right, so so let me, let me ask you a question real quick. Okay, yes. I think this is a very important question. All right, we're yeah. we're it's Halloween ends, right? Yes. Okay, we have reached the final seconds of the film. Credits roll. Your yeah. thoughts. How are you feeling? I'm not sure. Pretty speechless. Pretty speechless, because the visual storytelling is is pretty great, but then there's a bunch of other crap. I don't know. I, I'm, it's really hard to... It's really hard to explain all of that without spoiling some things. So I think you can, given a spoiler warning. I, I believe there will be spoilers ahead. Be warned. Uh... And I'll 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 even point out where they are, for you people who don't know how to suck it up, Buttercup. I fucking hate spoilers. I know you do. <laughs> and you know what? That's fair. You've taught me to be more spoiler phobic tolerant, and I appreciate that, Adam. Yeah, I, I really think that first impression I think is so important, and I value it so much, especially like. It's so different when you just explain a scene and then you actually like uh, experience the scene. 
And yeah. so, like, when it's explained to you prior, I think it really softens the blow of that initial scene. So, like, I, I really value yeah. And yeah, that's fair. And you know what? That's kind of the theme of this episode is uh, spoilers are especially necessary when it comes to horror films and films that take hard left turns. Mm-hmm. You know, because because if you get that spoiled for you, that sucks, man. You ruin the whole movie almost. Like, yeah. you know, uh, if if you knew what was going to happen in Place Beyond the Pines, if you knew what was going to happen in Psycho, that she was going to die 28 minutes in the movie, whatever it is. Um, I think that's the number. I don't know. It loses that would its suck. impact. It loses its impact. It loses its impact significantly, and that kind of makes you like really want to kill somebody. Not really, but you definitely get yeah, upset. Yeah, in a video game. In a video game. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Definitely. I. Uh, like, we don't see Michael Myers. To like half an hour into the movie, yeah. Um, and then wow. when we see him, with the fr- yeah, that took a second yeah. process. Yep, yeah, we're like I don't even remember like forty huh. minutes could be even. Jesus and when Christ. we do, we only see him for like I don't know forty seconds maybe, and then we don't see him again for another. 20 or whatever and then like so like it the beginning of the movie is not a slasher movie but the end of the movie is but you know what that's fair the beginning of halloween actually is a slasher movie he's he's <laughs> he's marking he's marking motherfuckers from the beginning actually um what, you, I can't what even type say of that. movie would you consider it at the beginning what is it what would umbrella would that fall under if not for the soundtrack a drama if not for yeah if not, yeah, if it were, if I didn't have in mind the previous 13 movies or whatever, I would think of it at the beginning as a teen drama, or like young adult drama kind yeah. of deal. Wow. Like Fault, Fault in Our Stars-ish, a little bit like that, but darker. Um, Damn, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. That's so odd. <laughs> Yeah, that's it that's probably like a, a pretty weird tonal shift between that into a slasher film. Doesn't it? <laughs> Doesn't that feel just a little bit off? But you know what? I I uh, it was it was they did it in such an interesting way, and that's why this is a, a you had to be a fan of the franchise to know. So like, the last one. It helps if you're a fan of the franchise, but you don't necessarily have to be. I think the last one was just a pretty damn good horror flick that ties in with the mythology really well. And we tied in with the mythology of Halloween and Michael Myers and Haddonfield really well in Halloween Ends. And kind of kind of tied it up in a bow, but who knows for sure, right? Because they're going to... I mean, yeah. yeah. They're going to... Milk that for all it's worth. That's the term. I was trying to have. I was trying to come up with something that was like, no, not suckle the teat. Uh, no, not bust that nut forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Drain it dry. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I fully expect Hollywood would to do that. Come on. But... Yeah, they're devoid of original ideas. Yeah, a little bit. But, um... Uh... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it was, it's just so... Okay. Basically, the beginning of the film and the first... Basically, like... Honestly, I'll say over half the film centers around this kid named Corey. Okay. And Corey's got it rough. I'll say that. Um, real rough. Shitty life. No friends. No nothing. Uh, shitty circumstances. Um... And he gets bullied. He gets bullied by the band kids. Oh my god, does he become the next Michael Myers? Spoiler alert ahead. Um. Yeah, bro. I, like, I knew it! Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. It's super fucking crazy, man. Like, basically, he... Alright, spoiler around this. Michael has been... All you people exit. Michael's been in Haddonfield the whole time. Right? And you're... And he's... He's been living under a fucking bridge in a tunnel. And, like... Like, in a, like in a sewer tunnel. And, um... Your homeboy, homeboy finds him um, through various unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. Ends up at the uh, down like where in that like little ditch under the bridge where he's into the entrance of the tunnel. He goes in, and uh, yeah, like Michael's like, and they like stare each other in the eyes, and he's like, "You live or whatever," and like just lets him go, oh. and like. So like, and then like, from then on, we're like, oh, is that damn. the first time? I, and granted, you know, I don't know shit about this series. Is that the first time you let someone live? Yes and no. He almost let Lori live in Halloween. The Rob Zombie remake, yeah, oh, okay. the first the first Halloween movie. He like let her live kinda, and then she fucked it up for herself by like pissing them off mm-hmm. and yeah and then after that it was free game so yeah, um sense. in michael myers land yes so um so yeah um they they he finds him he starts basically like becoming a bad boy and uh, spoiler spoiler alert, he's dating Lori's granddaughter. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. So. So narratively, without knowing much about Halloween, that feels super forced. <laughs> doesn't it? Just a tad. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know anything else about Halloween. But that that feels. It feels very forced, but I don't know. Yes, yes, it does. And, uh, yeah, so we, we deal with the... But, I mean, like, they just straight up... Run, they lean into it and blow uh, up the 
love triangle-ish kind of thing where like he's Michael he's Michael Myers protege and uh this is Lori's granddaughter and this is Lori um and it's like not at first and then it becomes that um and so like yeah it, there's like the best scene best scene in the whole movie mm-hmm. is where like he goes in there at one point and is straight up like yeah I want to be a badass and like Michael's just standing in there, and he just rolls up in there, spoiler alert, and just straight wrestles him. He, he, of his own volition, wrestles Michael Myers, tries to steal his mask, is like, yo, I want your shit. And, like, they wrestle on the ground. Michael doesn't fucking kill him for some reason. So that's the deal. Michael Myers is, spoiler alert, getting old in this one. He's more fragile. This is a different Michael Myers a little bit. And he's trying to... So I guess in correct, he's he's an old ass man. But it seems like not only is he old, but he's trying to. It sounds like I think the big plot point here, if I'm understanding correctly, is that seems like he's getting old and he's acknowledging that and he's maybe trying to pass the torch to someone else. Right? Isn't that weird? It is weird. Like, but but like what they were going for. In his mind, I would imagine. That's probably the scenario, right? Yeah, it's... Excuse me. It's pretty crazy. Um, Where would you place it in all of the Halloween movies? In the upper echelon or lower echelon? Oh, we're using... Same thing. We're using the jaw scale. Movie parallels in every way. On every (laughs) level. Um, I would place Halloween ends... Um... No. I would place it. Are we? I'm including the Rob Zombie ones here. Or am I Might only? Well. Get, it's got right. Halloween in the name. Shit. Um. <coughs> you know what? I can just order them all, real quick, mm-hmm. in in best to worst. Want me to do sounds, it? That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Not. Nah. I could do it very quickly. I know exactly what the order it is. First one, best. Second one, probably the second one. Third one, the last one that came out, Halloween Kills, in my opinion. After that is H20. After that is the Rob Zombie remake. Then just proceed to list the fucking dog shit ones from there. Um, Wait, where does Halloween end? I I would I would say Halloween ends is uh, real far down the list. Oh, yeah, it was a little disappointing. It was it was it was just odd, especially because like the I don't know. Yes, so uh, Halloween ends. Uh, I I enjoyed it as a fan of the franchise. However, final um, thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, final thoughts on Halloween ends. If you have not seen or like any of the Halloween movies, don't see this movie. Watch it immediately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That being said, maybe you'll find something in it. Who knows? But me personally, it was it was just uh, yeah, yeah. Like the 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 last like third of the movie was actually about the original the, all the other movies 
and it wrapped it up in a weird way. I don't know. Not weird, but it was... I don't know. I think I was expecting it to be much more climactic somehow. But, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, um... Yeah, final thoughts. If you're a fan, go see it. If not, ignore everything I just said. Or just don't watch it. Yeah, or just don't watch it. Um, yeah. Don't have to ignore you to not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you didn't get anything out of this segment, then fuck you. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I don't Let's go to our next segment. I don't hold it Definitely. against you. So, um, yeah, I guess that enters, I mean, you can say it because you like to say it in a certain way. Oh. Is it too late for it? The future. <laughs> yeah. Talking about future movies. My segment's going to be a lot shorter because I don't know shit about this film, but I'm so intrigued to watch it. I can't wait. And it's a movie that's coming out later this year. December 9th. Good and, oh, shit. That's my dad's birthday. Um, so, yeah, it comes out December 9th this year. It star- it's directed. Is this right? I actually didn't know this. You know what? Who the director was? Yeah, it's one of my favorite directors. Who? Holy shit. Um, Darren Aronofsky. What Are you familiar? I'm him? I'm not. What what other work does? He oh, okay. Have? He he's he's made some of my favorite movies that I can remember in the last like decade. Well, you know what the um, name? He did name one. I I feel like once I start listing movies, it'll totally make sense. Probably Requiem for a Dream. Oh, have you watched Requiem for a Dream? I have. Yeah, I've seen that. It's a fucked up movie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this one, I don't know if you like it as much, but I, I enjoyed it deeply, but it's for personal reasons. Uh, yeah. The Wrestler. Oh, you, have you seen that movie? I don't. I, I actually was surprised. I didn't expect you to have seen that. I, I don't think it, so. The main actor was Mickey Rourke. It's yeah, actually a really I... fucking heavy movie. I have not seen that. Cool. I, I've heard and tale of it. My favorite movie by him mm-hmm. came out in 2010, Black Swan. Oh. That's the one with uh, Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. So I've actually never seen that either. You need to see that one. I think that's a great movie. And yep. then... Uh, one that's more recently that he released was Mother. That's a film I have not actually seen, but I heard it was really good with Jennifer Lawrence. And he also did uh, a, his rendition of Noah and the Ark in a film called Just Strictly Noah. Starring uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe playing Noah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's All right. pretty pretty wacky movie. But yeah, no, he's he's got... he's I, I pre- appreciate his work. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. And, um, oh shit, <laughs> I just exited out of the screen I was reading off of. One second. <laughs> Did you have some fun facts to share? Not facts. 
But yeah, no, I'm just gonna give more information about the whale. The um, whale, which is the which is the movie. Oh, wait, are you familiar? I am. I this is Brendan yeah, Fraser's comeback. It is Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and um, it's a combination. There's a viral video out of um, the premiere. I think it was the premiere of the movie at a festival, and at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. They give Brendan Fraser a like standing ovation, and he's just like, kind of, he's just sobbing, <laughs> and it's just so it's, so, it's such a precious moment. I love it, and um, that kind of gave the initial spark. Like, you know, if this, you know, at a massive premiere where people are expecting a beautiful movie, uh, or not, yeah. Or just great art, right? You go to film festivals, you're expecting like pretty top-notch stuff, um, and for you know, with that context known, and like they see the movie, and they their first, you know, reaction to the end of the movie is to like give it a standing ovation. I feel like it doesn't mean for sure that it's going to be great, but I think that's a good indicator that the movie's probably pretty solid okay fair enough um so i know i know nothing mm-hmm. about the movie i don't yeah, know yeah i was gonna give a small synopsis because it's interesting okay so I, I have no idea what it's about okay. so <laughs> it's very just direct concise and straightforward <laughs> 600 pound middle-aged charlie tries to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter. The two grew apart after Charlie left his family for another man who died, who later died. Okay. Charlie then went on a binge eat out of pain and guilt, which resulted in his current appearance. That's it. That's all we got. But I, I am, I think that's an interesting premise to say at least. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I am here for it. So yeah, um, I don't know what else much to say. There's a lot of, I don't want to say a lot. There are other actors that, admittedly, I'm not super familiar with. But I know I love Brendan Fraser, and I know I love Darren Aronofsky, and I. I feel like, and it's a, a it's a A twenty four film, which I don't know if you know they have a pretty good track record of producing pretty great movies. They do, and yeah, the overall general initial impression from those uh, viewings at the film festivals are like pretty wildly positive, um, and you know they don't always hit, but you know I do remember. Uh, I don't know why my brain went to this, but there was two films I remember in the past that had like um, a like critical acclaim at the film festivals that they were at, and they were like some of the best movies I've ever seen. But I don't know why my brain went to these. I don't know why, because it's so long ago, but it it happened in the same year. But I remember uh, seeing those film festival reviews and wanted to check them out and i saw them both um this is a little bit of a docs but not a big docs sunrise theater 
I saw both of the films at the Sunrise Theater. It was Birdman. Okay. And it was Whiplash. And general, I don't know why Man. those movies came to mind, but generally speaking, when what a lineup. Perform- when movies perform pretty like really well at film at a several film festivals, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of perks me up, and I'm like, oh, you know, like what's going on with this movie? Um, another one, Manchester by the Sea. That was another one that did really good at film festivals. Yeah, that um, I later checked out and thought was pretty fucking good. It's fucking hard to watch, but it's it's good. <laughs> but yeah, so just Fair off enough. that, you got. The lovable man that is Brendan Fraser. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I don't know why. He just fills me up with joy every time I see his face. Um, He's a national and treasure. And, like, Darren Arnosky. Darren Arnosky's a, he's a weird director. Excuse me. He, he generally has really dark films. So I'm really curious to see how this is, how this is done. Because it's classified as a psychological drama. And that categorization is interesting. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what the whale has to offer December 9th, and I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. It feels feels like a movie I'm totally gonna cry. And I don't know why, it just gives me that vibe too. Yeah. I don't know, honestly, because, like, you're already getting emotional about a Brendan Fraser comeback, right? I mean, me personally, yeah. every, I mean, the whole internet is, I believe, I don't even remember the last thing I saw him in, The Mummy. Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been, like, 20 years. Fucked up. But... Yeah, that's that's George of the Jungle, baby. Yeah, that's the first movie I ever watched in the theaters. Yeah, that's right. It's George of the Jungle, and he's coming back. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, a lot of people are saying like Oscar nods for this. So Damn. I'm pretty interested in checking that out. Fair enough. I am, and see, honestly, man, again, shout out to whoever casted that movie. Because they really said market the Brendan Fraser comeback. I don't even know who else is in the movie. Yeah, I'm going to be real. I've, before we started podcast, I did a little bit of research and looked up the whole cast. And I, uh, I am so sorry if in the future you become a megastar. And like, uh, I just was unaware of your greatness, but... Literally don't know anyone else in the cast. Like, yeah. Right. Fair so enough. I'm sure they're great actors and actresses because there's so many in our world, right? I just don't know them. And just because yeah. I don't know them doesn't mean they're bad, doesn't mean they're good. I just, I am underwear. It's pretty clear that the biggest star is him in this film. As of today. Um, in October of 2022. So, yeah, it's a pretty... Uh, I say all that and I almost use such a... I want to say almost derogatory word. I was going to say kind of forgettable cast past him. 
But that doesn't mean it's good. It, that, is, that doesn't really mean anything. It's just they didn't, the studio didn't, like, throw all their money at the cast. And that's fine, right? Yeah. They might, you know, I'm sure all these actors kill it. But, obviously, I think the main attraction that's, in terms of the cast, that's, like, pulling people to the film is obviously Brendan Fraser. Yeah, obviously. That's the only reason I'm going to want to watch it. Otherwise, probably yeah. never would have heard of it. Mm-hmm. But I probably would have watched it eventually just because I, I wasn't aware of it, but just because Darren Aronofsky's name is tied to it, and I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I do think Brendan Fraser sweetens that pot a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's going to be the reason for me. Uh I'm also so, yeah. excited about that. I'm going to check it out. So that's the, the other, future. The future. What is that, uh, is that the, is that uh, any final thoughts? Or did, was, were, did you already give them? I kind of did. Fair enough. So, yeah. Uh, I guess that wraps up the episode, right? You want to wrap it up? You want me to? What do you? Yeah, I mean, we talk about movies. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I really like movies. <laughs> I like talking about movies. So if anyone out there wanted to donate a very large amount of money to us to keep talking about movies, that'd be super duper chill. I agree. That would be super chill of you, my dude. <laughs> be excellent to each other. But mainly to me. <laughs> <laughs> mainly so, to my PayPal. All right. Or, well, or, or Venmo. I think that's an episode. See, we didn't even... We didn't even uh, get into... Oh, wait, yeah. Max from Stranger Things is, is is in it. I just remembered that. Sadie Sink? Is that her name? That's Sa- There is a Sadie Sink. Yeah, she's Max from Stranger Things. She's also uh, going to pull a pretty big demographic from like a film marketing standpoint yeah everybody who likes stranger things is gonna watch for her so um yeah also the you know what we didn't talk about the parallels between psycho and halloween it's a slasher movie yeah also janet lee also janet lee and jamie lee curtis Oh. Yeah. That's that's her mom. Well, kind of missed that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe we should have talked about that one in the, the Halloween. Probably. Our Halloween portion didn't get broken up into three different parts. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That probably would have that probably would have made it happen. Yeah. We can go back and finish the Halloween portion if we want. If we if we want to fucking. I don't know, I think we already did. Well, Whatever. Jess is waiting on me. That's fair. Yeah, I think I uh, <laughs> I need to get a bed anyway. But, yes. Uh, also, the beginning. Sam Loomis. The character in Psycho. Sam Loomis in Halloween. Yeah, he's like the... Yeah, the... You're gonna be the... You gotta be the one to make those connections. Because I have not watched Halloween. <laughs> That's fair. But, uh, yeah. Alright, well, cool. 
I guess that wraps it up. Uh, do we want to thank them? Tell them we'll see them next time. Next time, you're on my time. It'll be great. Um, nah, maybe. I might not. We will see. Do you already know what the next episode is on? I think so. I I think we may have talked about it before. If, I, if that's what I'm doing, but that's a hint for anyone who listens. To- Noted. Uh, so I guess that wraps it up. Thank you for coming to another episode of Film Topology. Y'all are the shiznit. Uh, yeah, baby. Deuces. Peace. As the kids say, I think. They don't say that. Oh, my bad. <laughs>